Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Breakfast Club, bitches. Now, I've been called a lot in my 23 years, but Donkey of the Day is a new one. Wow, Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, June 23rd goes to management at an Atlanta Ikea store. Now, I know folks believe that social media tends to overreact nowadays to a lot of things. I don't even call it an overreaction because we walk around with tools that encourage us to react, period, okay? That encourage us to have an opinion on things. We have our smartphones, we have our laptops, and we have platforms, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, whatever it is, wherever it is, we have these sites where the sole commodity on these platforms is us, our voices. So I often wonder how much do people really truly care about the things they act like they care about on social media? Or is it just content? Do they act like they care because they feel they are supposed to? Or they simply have to because they have the platforms to do it? I'll give you a clear example. Remember, I think it was David Allen Greer. David Allen Greer, Keenan Ivory Wayans, Arsenio Hall. One of them said here on The Breakfast Club, if you wanted to complain about a TV show back in the day, or if you wanted to complain about anything, you had to write a letter. Okay, you had to mail it, fax it. Like, it took a lot more effort to complain about something, to be outraged about something. Like, you had to put actual time, effort, and energy into something to complain about it. Nowadays, you just whip out your phone, so it's hard to tell if people really are upset or they just need content for the day, for whatever platform they are on. Not to mention, just the group think that happens in these situations. People see a large amount of people on the timeline talking about something, mad about something, outraged about something, and they just jump in because that's what Everybody else is talking about monkey see monkey do some folks just really wake up and wait for social media to tell them what to care about to tell them what to think. Um, I think it was yesterday. Yesterday was one of those days. Maybe it was the day before yesterday, but people were upset because managers at an Atlanta Ikea store decided to honor black Americans by doing something that black employees at the store thought was racially insensitive. If you missed what we discussed last hour, then let's go to WGCL CBS 46 for the report, please. Outrage at Ikea. Workers calling out sick and threatening to walk off the job. It's all because of a racially insensitive menu put together to celebrate Juneteenth. The special menu featured foods like fried chicken and watermelon. 
a pairing historically used as a racist depiction of what African Americans eat. They say the menu was going to be served to customers and employees as a way to quote, honor and preserve black Americans in light of the Juneteenth holiday. Employees outraged say 33 people called out of work, sparking this internal email response from the store manager on Saturday. She said that um, I truly apologize. The, men the menu came off subjective. But employees say the decision behind the creation of the menu should have included voices of color first. Store manager told employees and CBS 46 that the menu changed after the issue. He asked the store manager to send us the new menu. The revised menu included meatloaf, mashed potatoes, collard greens, and cornbread. Now the store manager <laughs> re-emphasized that they deeply apologize and they realize they got the menu wrong. Now listen, guys. Full disclosure, I love chicken and I love watermelon. I don't do fried chicken as much as I used to just because I don't do a lot of fried foods at all. But we're going to stop acting like the most common type of poultry in the world. Chicken is not tasty, okay? Everybody loves chicken. I learned a lesson a few weeks ago when I went out on, a, on the boat with a few of the Caucasian homies. And I'm listening to my guy place the food order for the boat. And he said he wanted chicken tenders from Publix, watermelon, and hummus from Trader Joe's. We got on that boat and those white people was tearing them chicken tenders and watermelon bites up. Now I told y'all I don't eat fried foods like that, but the way they was devouring this fried chicken, even though all my blackness said, don't you eat no damn fried chicken in front of these white people, I ate one. And let me be the first to tell you that those fried chicken tenders from Publix was so damn good, I ate three, maybe four. The moral of the story is fried chicken and watermelon is for everybody. Okay, now I have never looked into either of these stereotypes you know, this morning was the first time I went to look, okay? I, I never have looked to see what the stereotype is around fried chicken and watermelon, okay? This is what they said about watermelon. This is from an article written in 2014 for The Atlantic by William Black. I haven't read the whole article, but William Black says the stereotype that African-Americans are excessively fond of watermelon emerged for a specific historical reason and served a specific political purpose. The trope came in full force when slaves won their emancipation during the Civil War. Free black people grew, ate, and sold watermelons, and in doing so made the fruit a symbol of their freedom. Sovereign whites threatened by blacks newfound freedom responded by making the fruit a symbol of black people's perceived uncleanliness, laziness, childishness and unwanted public presence. Hmm. Interesting. I looked up chicken. Right. Claire Smith, a professor at the University of Missouri who studies race and folklore, said chickens had long been a part of sovereign diets, but they had a particular utility for slaves. They were cheap, easy to feed and a good source of meat. But. Smith says, came Birth of a Nation, the silent movie from 1915 that showed the founding of the Ku Klux Klan. One scene in the movie features a group of actors portraying shiftless black elected officials acting rowdy and crudely in a legislative hall. The message to the audience, these are the dangers of letting blacks vote. Sound familiar? Some of the legislators are shown drinking. Uh, others had their feet kicked up on their desk. And one of them was very ostentatiously eating fried chicken. That image says Claire Smith, really solidified the way white people thought of black people and fried chicken. Smith said that like watermelon, that other food that's been a mainstay in racist depictions of blacks, chicken was also a good vehicle for racism because of the way people eat it. It's a food you eat with your hands and therefore it's dirty. Table manners are a way of determining who is worthy of respect or not, end quote. Interesting, very interesting. So basically the problem isn't fried chicken and watermelon. The problem is mayonnaise. Too much goddamn mayonnaise, okay? Too much goddamn mayonnaise. White people, not all white people, we draw a line in the sand between racist white people and humans who happen to be white, but racist white people back in the day, trying to steal our joy, made the things that we loved, the things that made us money, the things that nourished us, 
radioactive. Now, let's be clear. Ikea is getting donkier today. Why? Because I'm consistent when it comes to culturally clueless people in corporate America having blind spots like this. According to this article in Complex, employees said the manager at Ikea didn't work with black employees to set up this menu. That's the problem. Full stop. That's why this happened. It's really the most simplest concept to grasp. Corporate America, anytime you are doing something cultural, bring in people from said culture. It's not rocket science. I hate when I'm in meetings and people say things like, and Angela and any of y'all have been there, people say things like, what are 20-year-olds into? Nigga, I don't know. I'm 42. Bring some 20-year-olds in here. Got a bunch of men at the table asking, what do women think about such and such? I'm like, I don't know. Go get some women. Same thing we talked about earlier with Michael B. Jordan and Juve. If he would have simply consulted with some people from the Trinidadian culture, he wouldn't have made that mistake. Is fried chicken and watermelon offensive? Not to me. Is it racially insensitive on a Juneteenth menu presented by Ikea? Yeah, I see the point the employees are making. Timing is everything. Context is everything. And this was just poor timing and context. Okay? Read the room, Ikea, in Atlanta. Read the room. Please give the managers in Ikea the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons, please. You are the donkey of the day. You are the donkey of the day. Now, a great uh, black philosopher by the name of David Kyrie Weber, Chappelle, Chappelle, once had this to say about people who have put a negative stereotype on fried chicken and watermelon. It's because I eat chicken and watermelon. <laughs> they think that that's something wrong with me. Let me tell you something. If you don't like chicken or watermelon, something's wrong with you, motherfucker. There's something wrong with you. Where are all these people that don't like chicken and watermelon? I'm sick of hearing about how bad it is. It's great. I'm waiting for chicken to approach me to do a commercial, nigga. I will I'll do it for free, chicken. <laughs> okay. David Kyrie Weber, Chappelle. Donkey today is brought to you by the law office of Michael S. Lamisoff. Don't be a donkey. Dial pound 250 on your cell and say the bull if you've been hurt in a construction accident. That's pound 250 from your cell and say the bull. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.